they came to a farm called Gethsemane. And he saith to his disciples, Sit you here while I pray. And he taketh Peter and James and John with him. And he began to fear and to be heavy. And he saith to them, My soul is sorrowful, even unto death. Stay you here and watch. And when he was gone forward a little, he fell flat on the ground, and he prayed that if it might be, the hour might pass from him. And he saith, Abba, Father, all things are possible to thee. Remove this chalice from me, but not what I will, but that what thou wilt. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. And he saith to Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldst thou not watch one hour? Watch ye and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Going away again, he prayed, saying the same words. And when he returned, he found them again asleep, for their eyes were heavy. And they knew not what to answer him. And he cometh the third time and saith to them, Sleep ye now and take your rest. It is enough. The hour is come. Behold, the Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise up. Let us go. Behold, he that will betray me is at hand. Welcome. We have a somber one for you tonight, Tenebrae. The shadows are gathering. I mean, I doubt we're going to get to the hilarity of the demons for that we did last week. <laughs> um, but we do have we have more of our artists, um, Zeno Nufraga's work to help us in our meditations. And we thought for this um, Wednesday in Holy Week to, in fact, meditate on what happens to Jesus tomorrow night in the in the in the in the um, liturgical uh, commemoration. I want to say it's like the reality, right? This is happening now, again and again and again. The liturgy is always now and always. 
then and future. It's it's this like tonight and tomorrow, but that one that we recognize within our particular sub-community of unauthorized TV around here that we've had this question about who Jesus prayed to. So we, we thought we might look yeah. at a meditation on the prayer in, in the garden. Um, but also really it's like we've been, we're fighting a lot of things in the world right now that, that it can feel quite dark. Um, and it's easy to forget exactly how dark it could get and what it would mean for, for, um, Christ to see all of it, to see all of everything that we actually live through and do to each other and do in ourselves and casting blame on everybody else is very easy. <laughs> we see that a great deal. Um, so yeah, so that's why we're here tonight. And my door is creaking mm. outside. <laughs> got creaky doors, ghosts. <laughs> it's a full moon here at night. So we're, so we're in Passover now um, for the, the, obviously the, you know, Easter is the first the sun first Sunday after the first full moon, but the full moon looks like it's tonight. Yes, the, yeah. the, we're um, we're we're still waiting for our Holy Week to start. Mm. I do, I still don't understand why the calendar is not <laughs> the same. I understand it's Passover. It's Passover I'm, proper. How can you all be late? How can you all not be having, I having don't Easter know. now? I thought, <laughs> I thought we started I Lent just at joined. the same time. Do you have a longer Lent than we do? We did. We have a longer ah. Lent. Yeah. Okay. I was. They're, I was. They tack. They tack on extra days. So I finally synced up with you guys at the beginning, but now we're still going. So. Got it. Okay. I yes. I thought we had a oh. year that we were the same, but in fact, all right. So you have a longer. You have, well, all right. Yeah. So we can look forward into the future for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what you will be meditating on next week? Is is Holy Week next week? Okay. Yes. Yes, it it does feel wrong yes. to be out of sync. I mean, I they, they they had this big debate back in the seventh century in in seventh uh, and eighth century in England over exactly when they should keep Easter because there were two you know the 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 Celts. You guys are keeping Celtic Christ, uh, Easter, I guess. The Celts were keeping one calendar, and the mm -hmm. Roman Church were keeping another. And of course, Bede, the great historian of time, chronology, and the English the English Church insisted that the Roman one was the better one to use because then everybody was in, in sync. But but mm. <laughs> we don't seem to have achieved it. Well, I mean, we've had hundreds of, how long have we had to figure out exactly yeah. when we're supposed to be doing this? A few centuries. A while. <laughs> yeah, a while, a while. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an odd thing too, because I, I like to, uh, follow what the Romans are doing, of course, because everyone else marks that as the the Easter. Mm. But we've always had two Easter's. I grew up having two Easter's, so it's always been um annual sting mm. that the church is not united. You know, it's a kind of yeah mark of schism with each other, and yeah. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Most cops this time of year are talking about the the uh, the separation from one another, and the, lamenting that we're not all celebrating at the same time together. That's a good meditation for this sorrow <clears throat> that we wanted to to, mm. to think about tonight. Yeah. Mm. Some disciples on one calendar, other disciples on other calendar. Right. 
<laughs> haven't been yeah. able to get get it together you know well and since i i i, I you know been reading all the gerard and i paused in my reading of david friedrich strauss's study of the historical unreliability of the gospels but his, his so i don't know what he said about this this particular moment but i mean the general tenor of it all is you cannot harmonize the gospels you can't make it was like so i was looking up gethsemane just a little bit um before before we came on and saying you know that it's gethsemane is named in matthew and mark but apparently luke doesn't name it as gethsemane there's there's actually several different places that this garden is supposed to be and and there is a sort of competition apparently in jerusalem between the romans who are in, trying to be in control of this one garden that has the oldest trees and these trees are very uh, apparently very interesting that they are um, they've been dated these olive trees, and they're medieval, at, at least, right? That they're they're nine hundred years old or thereabouts. But and, and there's some speculation. I started getting all Tolkieny on me whether or not they could have been shooted off of even older trees. So are the trees that are there in this garden, mm -hmm. in fact, once it would have been there when when Christ was? Um, but then they're not sure that that's the actual place, right? And the Orthodox have to, you know, go pray somewhere else because they think that it's a little too close to the city or it's not quite the right you know, part of the valley or I don't know. So why do Christians have so much trouble getting, getting in sync? There's Wimby, we should do a, we should do a stream on that one day. <laughs> can't, we definitely we can't even agree which garden it was. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, I had the, we, we've done that so one of the one of the oldest uh the the holy trees in egypt is a is, is the shoot of an older tree that was supposedly visited by the um by the virgin um and i, I but in terms of like the sites and everything it's sort of like arguments over space-time mm. always um And it happens a lot around this time as well. I've been really, I've been happy to see more and more Easter talking about us uh, online and noting that there are not, um, there are not the massive differences in doctrine and dogma that, that uh, were alleged when the schism happened between us and the Eastern the Eastern Orthodox. Mm. So I think it's just a it's just a case of everybody putting. Uh, I'm, I don't know. It's very hard to have this conversation without annoying everybody. But uh, I thought it was your and my specialty to, get, to annoy everybody. We get one way or another. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah, we end up annoying oh, you know, somebody. It, it, it's, it's women talking about dogma. You know? Oh well, there, um, there's that. <laughs> We shouldn't even be doing it in the first place. But we have established that the men don't listen to us. So, hi, guys. Well, um, that's true. But... <laughs> it's, well, it's just like the men. But... I had a, stu a student was asking me about. So, when, Tolkien, um, of the of the, the many like, scholar th things he didn't actually ever like completely finish, he did an edition of the Ankara Invisa, which is the Anchoress's rule. So, the women mm -hmm. in. 13th century England who would have themselves walled up in a little chapel next to the church and they had to have a ceremony saying they were dead right so they were like buried and then already in the next life but living next ne like next to the wall of the church that had a little squint through it so they could see the the mass 
every day. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so they're, 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 they actually have a servant and they usually have a cat, but <laughs> allegedly, right? No, there's, <laughs> there, there, there's like manuscripts, there's one, there's some famous manuscripts with cat prints and stuff, but there's also references to the, you know, they had to have a servant to help like them be alive. Um, but they also yeah. seem to have pets occasionally, but given, even given that they weren't meant to be talking to anybody because the whole point was they were walled up next to the church dead. and dead. And yet, for example, mm-hmm. Julian of Norwich is one of these anchoresses and apparently like the whole world was coming to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> thus, you know, thus the, you know, her famous, you know, advice about all will be well and all will be well and all manner of things will be well. Well, you know, she's an anchoress. So why would we know anything that she said? No, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> that's funny the more we wall yeah, ourselves un- off the undead more yeah the more they come and so we're talking through our, our you know our internet squints at, at the, at the <laughs> <laughs> about mysteries that we see through the walls and and people come and ask us what we think maybe yeah we need cats we need a cat now um yeah uh, uh, look the 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 undead thing, you know, you know, I love that theme. Uh, but it's it's very, very true. Uh, to it's it's been something that I've really liked to meditate on, mm. the death of of the baptism that we've received, and um, what it means to be alive in Christ and dead to it like the having the old man dead and being alive in Christ really is like an undead experience. Um, yeah. The it's sort of like a, a life in, in constant mourning with the uh, expectation of something hopeful. Mm. So, uh, have we talked about but, this? How old were you when you were baptized? Um, so I've had, (laughs) I've had multiple baptisms, but actually properly baptized in the Orthodox church. I was in my twenties. So you can, you can remember a before and after feeling. Yes. Yes. Because I had an exorcism with my baptism. Mm -hmm. So that may have helped. (laughs) Um, I can remember before and after feeling and I think too it was helpful because that 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 was the process when we receive our Christian name and I'd never received a Christian name properly. Mm-hmm. Um so in in our church when we're baptized the, the Abuna gives us the new name and that's how we refer to when we're inside the community, inside the Coptic community, we're known by that name. And that helped because then I start to reflect on having a completely new, a new name, a new, new birth, new life. The old one is dead. So it's, it's really clear that there is a corpse that you're on with you. Mm. This, uh, the old, the old, the old life, the old man. Are you, are, which, how are you is, car- carrying it around with you? Why does it not fall away? Well, um, why aren't you a saint yet? Come on. It's the <laughs> habit. 
that happened. Well, yeah, again. If, if only it was that. If only it was that easy, right? right? No, I mean, it's like the, I think people. It, it's like it's often people right. are sort of accusing. It's like you Christians, you're baptized. Why are you not in like perfect now? Which is I sometimes you know it's like it's a kind of fair question. Why people in antiquity, yeah. you know, apparently put off getting baptized because they're it's like if I sin after I'm baptized, what do I do? Is that it? All right, I get one chance. Mm washed clean and then you know they're you're you might i mean that sort of get washed clean and die because you don't want to sin anymore yeah 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 well that would be the that would be the ideal um i, I mean i i only know i only know it how my abuna explained it to me you know the the we, we get the one baptism which we can't repeat and we're going to sin again because we're still stuck in the same body mm. we're still uh limited by the by the carnal reality of being having the um having human nature that doesn't get el el eliminated by the baptism what we have instead is access to the confession access to the sacrament of repentance and confession which renews the baptism mm. so as it's been explained to me properly we're now at war with our dead self after baptism mm. Uh, so that's probably a better way of describing it. Rather than carrying it around with us, it's a process of conquering the the dead self mm. and um, and renewing the baptism in repentance. I'm thinking how this is appropriate to our text for tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. That, that what we have, what we have, what we have to share with you all is a meditation by um, John Henry Newman, Saint John Henry Newman, on the the sufferings of Christ in his passion, um, but specifically his mental sufferings, and specifically therefore the sufferings he experienced in the garden before his physical sufferings of of the passion mm -hmm. began. And um, one of the things that Newman starts with is this. Um, exactly, you know, what is Christ in, in this situation and how um, he is um, as, as um, though he was God, he was also perfect man. So he has both body and soul. Yes. And then you're in, so then ending mm -hmm. up trying to understand the, the relationship between the physical suffering that he's going to be going through at, when the day breaks and the, 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 his soul suffering, his mental suffering that he goes through when he's in prayer in the garden. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's like we as incarnate, you know, the, the incarnate beings that we are, are physical and spiritual. And that that is a sort mm. of fundamental reality of our struggle. Yes. Well, we had that. We recently had the feast of St. Mary of Egypt, mm. which, um, which is a good description of this uh, this kind of warfare, this kind of spiritual warfare, because the um, the life story of Saint Mary of Egypt is um, a perfect demonstration of this process of going from a life of complete uh, enslavement to carnality. And uh, in, in, in her case, it was lust, mm -hmm. and then her her. Her walk and pro and her conversion 
being blocked from entering the church at first because she hadn't repented uh, appropriately mm-hmm. and then having a real metanoia after staring at the icon of the Theotokos and begging to be released from her own nature and then fleeing into the wilderness to go and, and uh, live the life of an ascetic and do battle against her own demons to be released from them. So she's a good guide for this process of recognizing that the the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. <laughs> I mean, it is it is astonishing <laughs> to think that the, 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 they've just well, I guess they just had the party at, in the Last Supper in the sense that they've been drinking, and and the and the yeah. men fall asleep in the garden, and even though Jesus keeps coming back and saying, "Can't you stay awake? I I need you." Well, he doesn't say I need you. Does mm. he say I need you? Stay you here and watch. Could you not watch with me mm. even an hour? Um, and and it it's. I mean, watching them fall away, watching the apostles fall away. We've we've talked about that a lot. And sort of keep coming back to Peter and his yeah. his. Even he couldn't stand up against the horror of being accused. Um, you do you know this man? Do you know this man? And yeah. We, maybe we should we should do a live stream every night this week. Although we, I should be going to to you know these attending to these services, one way or the other, mm-hmm. <laughs> mentally. <laughs> I think last last year for Good Friday I watched um, Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, and I did understand it better now I think than mm-hmm. I had previously before I was Catholic. Right? That it is this meditation on the Stations of the Cross. But we we need to we need to get we need to get through the garden first so we have this let's uh, with maybe the pictures will help because zay's um work so zay is working with us in the illustrations for our drake alchemicus and you guys are just going to be so amazed he is so Mm. insightful to the spiritual realities that we're trying to capture in our our symbolism and so forth and and if you've been visiting his catholic comics on his own site you'll see that he, he i've never seen anybody's I, he's gonna. He can't. He can't get proud because he's 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 a he's a penitent. But <laughs> um, he said so in, in setting up because he's penitent from doing that whole graphic novel on Marcus Aurelius right? <laughs> and trying all these pagan sacrifices <laughs> that he did. But this means that he's he's in his own artwork and in his 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 prayer life. To had to go through drawing what murder looks like a lot. Like it's it, the, the Romans are dealing it with is. a lot of murder. And in, in, in their in their battles and in the um, it's like I, I, I recommend this this but the Verissimus um, I never forget who the author is and <laughs> says the, the the artist for it if you if you truly want to see why it was so hard to be a Stoic <laughs> um, how yeah. ferociously awful the empire the roman empire was um even even for the aristocracy even for the the senatorial class and therefore that stoicism was this i mean in the in the 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 telling of it that marcus really spends most of his time just not getting angry right that that's the the sort of great mm-hmm. accomplishment that he has of his stoic philosophy is is you know being able to not get angry <laughs> in the midst of all of this if you know if sorry, if you know Romans, you know that's a real achievement. Oh, well. 
but the, you know, they got a temper yeah yeah, yeah and, and you know this is depicted in the book right that the, 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 the previous emperor Hadrian right he's supposed to be one of the good emperors I suppose stabs a, a slave with this uh, fibula right at the opening you're saying this is this is how it how hard it is to control the passions um, even when you're like the, in control of the whole world allegedly if you're emperor so what Marcus Aurelius is learning to do is, you know, in the, in the midst of losing his children and, you know, having battles lost on the, on the frontier, having, you know, men who are supposedly his uh, generals and so forth, betraying him and so forth. And that, you know, the, the accomplishment is don't get angry. (laughs) And then, and then we put what Christianity claims as reality into this horrific world of sin and betrayal and lying and you know the the Girardi collective violence that we've been talking about that every single culture that humanity seems to create is founded on one of these memory losses as the mob collectively murders the victim and then forgets (laughs) <laughs> that that was i mean or it transforms the story into something something else and that with the gospels with the the crucifixion um we are shown the reality of what that murder was like and that of course christ mm. christ being the one truly innocent ever is able to show us ourselves through that um mm. through that suffering so when Newman is meditating on all this, he's, he's 19th century, he's make, you know, making this meditation before all of the horrors that we've had of the 20th century. Um, so Gerard is, you know, more contemporary with us. And he's lived through things like the First and Second World War. How old was he? Definitely was alive during the Second World War. That, um, you know, knowing what that kind of horror and and um collective violence is like newman is coming to it here we'll we'll go to the pictures now let's start opening with this meditation on okay so one of the exercises we do as christians in holy week is in fact you know meditate on the passion if it on sunday for us for palm sunday we heard the passion according to saint matthew was saint matthew right john is tomorrow is as is friday right and and that you are Mm. every year stand and, and listen to the story in which our Lord is condemned by us. Um, and, and mm. so uh, Newman is, is really setting this up to have that kind of, you know, to, to direct your thoughts to a subject. He says, um, about w- which many of us perhaps think very little, the sufferings which our Lord endured in his innocent and sinless soul. It's like, what would it be like mm. for, what would it have been like for our Lord utterly sinless to have taken on all of our sins and that that he's that Newman shows this in this meditation that that's what the prayer was in the garden that he was willing himself to take on all of these sufferings this suffering he volunteered it right i listened to the uh, i listened to a performance of saint john's passion uh by Bach mm. last night and um it was very powerful because listening to the the performance 
you're in the audience, we were, we were, we were asked not to clap or to do anything that you would do in a normal um, musical performance. And then after a while, the effect is that you start to feel like you're in the crowd. You're hearing mm. the, the words of Christ and the words of the people around him during the trial and everything. And it really gives you the, the full effect of being in that mob and listening to it uh, being, being sung. And it was quite, um, it was quite, it was quite moving. Mm. And uh, the the introduction to the performance was uh, was lovely. It was explained that uh, doing this and remembering this was a healing of the culture, which mm. I thought was lovely. Because we have the medicinal aspect of what Christ took on, so it was yeah it was it was very shocking. Uh, of course, the music is very beautiful, but to sit there and to have it introduced as a kind of cultural medicine, and then to participate in it as one of the one of the mob mm. overhearing the passion realizing the magnitude of love that Christ had for mankind doing that um, of his own choice. Yeah, it was very, it was very moving. Well, this is, this is one of the things that we've been trying to figure out how best to get across to those who don't see this particular element of the mystery, the, the actual incarnation. Um, mm -hmm. I know that the, this, when we say God so loved the world, he gave his only son. It's like, well, he took, he took on everything that we are in our humanity. And mm. I mean, that is obviously, is, you know, regularly a stumbling block for people because saying, how can God be that? How can, how can God, mm what is it i mean it's like what does it mean for the word to take on flesh what does it mean for there to be a god man what does it mean to have this sense that the son of god can in fact be fully human body and soul and still be hmm. fully god um i mean newman in his meditation we have you know the the saying that incarnation we need to understand it as body and soul and so the second page in the in the comic is showing his birth and um, he's in the the stable with the animals and with his mother mm -hmm. and and that that I mean we have that at Christmas right that recognition of the joy that he has come but he's come into the world in order to you go to the next page take on this pain this and and, and the thing is it's more than just death which I think is what mm -hmm. is helpful in Newman's. Um, pacing us it's it's a very it's a we're not going to read the whole thing to you you can see how long it is in in the pictures um it and and one of the things that i i like about the way zay is uh sort of illustrated this and crafted it through the the meditations is it slows you down in the reading because it, it's mm. very very dense right the meditation is is dense in a way and that the pictures as the incarnation show us the interior mystery that is otherwise inaccessible 
and that we do rec we'll have the link in the in the um description that take yourself through this meditation because it's hard otherwise to get ourselves to indeed keep vigil like to to, to it's like you said mm. you in in the in the musical performance you have to sit still how long is the the performance it's it's a good um the the one yesterday was about two hours with an mm -hmm. intermission but uh it, it's yeah it, it is difficult to keep still even for that long i mean that's the even in the liturgy it's difficult to it's difficult to keep the mind still during a liturgy you get to halfway through you start thinking about all these other things right. like did i do the washing yesterday you know like uh, just silly things so after having uh, after having supper with the lord like i i said to you i would have been asleep mm -hmm. i know i would have been asleep the it, it's it's thinking about what Christ had to take on that makes that fact horrifying because the 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 Bach Saint John's Passion has this uh, uh, I don't know what you'd call it but it's kind of showing that there there's this uh, grief that he is, Christ is uh, fighting for his own friends that are betraying him concurrently. And it's, it's yeah. And the it's it's just a very interesting thing because usually when you describe the the arrest, people will highlight the you know the soldiers have come and Judas has come and mm. everything, but the betrayal's sort of starting with the disciples ignoring what he's going through. It's 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 not just the one event of the soldiers arriving for his arrest. And everyone withdraws. All of the disciples are withdrawing. Yeah. Christ in the garden is the beginning of his complete solitude from the human race. Like uh I don't know. I don't know if I'm describing it very well. Well, this is, I mean, this is the point of, this is the point for Newman in, in the meditation that we don't get there very easily mm. and that mm. he's, so just to, 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 to set us up a little bit more deeply, we say, um, he's also thinking, thinking us through Holy Week, right? But as the solemn days proceed, we shall be especially called on my brethren to consider his sufferings in the body, his seizure, his forced journeys to and fro, his blows and wounds his scourging, the crown of thorns, the nails, the cross. They are all summed up in the crucifix itself as it meets our eyes. They are represented all at once on his sacred flesh as it hangs up before us. 
and meditation is made easy by the spectacle. And in the comic, the Newman is shown with the crucifix before him and saying this, it's, mm -hmm. it's easier when we can just see the physical suffering. It's there. Mm -hmm. and, and what you're saying is like his friends abandoned him to, to, to sleep. This is a problem. It is otherwise with the sufferings of his soul. They cannot be painted for us, mm -hmm. nor can they even be duly investigated. They are beyond both sense and thought, and yet they anticipated his bodily sufferings. The agony, mm -hmm. a pain of the soul, not of the body, was the first act of his tremendous sacrifice. My soul is sorrowful even unto death, he said. And that was that was in the, the gospel that I read at the beginning. Um, nay, if he suffered in the body, it was really in the soul, for the body did but convey the infliction onto that which was the true recipient and seat of the suffering. This is very that this is, is very much the purpose to insist upon, I say. It was not the body that suffered, but the soul in the body. It was the soul and not the body, which was the seat of the suffering of the eternal word. <clears throat> uh, and that he goes he's going into this meditation of basically what is pain too. And mm. um how is it that it's like what is it we're suffering when we are suffering and to get this to the the full tremendous reality of Christ's suffering say well we mainly suffer it, it's like with animals you can say with with animals um i mean they feel what they feel at the moment but they don't they don't project into the future more right that they're saying mm. you know, it's like they don't know what else is coming next whereas that our suffering is often the great i mean he's, he's saying the animals don't feel because they, they don't feel like we do because they don't reflect on it which i'd say we don't quite know but i it, it it seems likely i mean that that one of the things we do as human beings you and i were talking about it's like we don't know what time frame we're in and we're always projecting into different times one of the things we can do with mm -hmm. with language is talk about things that are going to happen later than now right yes. that we're not talking about what's happening right now we can talk about things from the past we can talk about the time in our language is all um bound up and that we can talk yes. about things that are not physically present to us obviously. <laughs> mm. um, and and that that is a feature of the pain that we feel because it all goes into that sense of um, uh, it makes what makes pain so trying is that we cannot help thinking of it while we suffer. Um, and um, that we, we um, it, he has the example in, in Zay's comic, there's a knight who's getting pierced with all sorts of weapons and such. It's like, um, that that if if you're if you stop thinking about the pain if you start like fixing on something else you don't feel it anymore, but it's it's that therefore mm. what Newman's trying to do is saying the thinking on the pain is what makes it worse. You're just sitting there thinking about it all the time, then then that is is our sense of it. So it's that both memory and 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 understanding that is going to continue that makes it worse. Hmm. Which is, of course, can get to the point where Christ, of course, is. <laughs> like it opens out to all pain for him because uh, he has absolute understanding of what's coming, as it were, hmm. and um, that it's, uh, as he says, this, this. This um, intellectual comprehension of pain gives it its special power and keenness, and it's the soul only which animals don't have that's capable of that comprehension. So for 
for meditating on the the suffering mm. that Christ experienced in the garden when he's praying it's in in that knowledge of the pain that's coming to him um in 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 the future uh, i think or also understanding that that that's coming i mean he had prophesied that it was going to happen already so we know that he knows um that that's coming and 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 so looking looking forward to i mean that's what the the prayer we're, we're just, the ag the agony of anxiety starts in gethsemane well this because he's it, 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 it's not making it quite anxiety it's it's more the reality of the pain is is in mm. the understanding of it and in the thinking on it it begins already mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just thinking of the so there is a there is a place in our liturgy where we say that that only man was endowed with reason or akil, you know, that mm. this ability to this you know, the logos, the reason, but the ability to have a moral pain, this kind of uh, thing that the animals don't have. He's he's enduring the beginning of the crucifixion in his soul already, mm -hmm. but he's doing it alone. There's no crowd, and he's asking the disciples to be there to watch. It, he wants them to see it. It's funny because in the priest, he says, yeah, stay you here and watch. And he goes, he goes a little bit away. I, I'm never quite, it's like, is he, is he meant just to know that they're awake? I mean, it is interesting if he's, if he mm. is God <laughs> in this moment, I mean, that we're going to have the two directions of the, the, the support that he's not getting, that he's worrying. It's like, he's praying to his father, which we need to talk about, but why would he, why would he need the, mm the apostles to stay awake with him. I mean, it, it's interesting because Numa doesn't really play with that quite as strongly. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit more of what he does. To, to, so, so having thought about this, the way in which our, it's our our thinking on the pain that makes it worse. The animals don't think on the pain, so they don't have it in quite the same way we do. Um, he says, now apply this to the sufferings of our Lord. Do you recollect their offering him wine mingled with myrrh when he was on the point of being crucified? He would not drink of it. Why? Because such a portion would have stupefied his mind. He was bent on bearing the pain in all its bitterness. You see from this, my brethren, the character of his sufferings. He would fain have escaped them had that been his father's will. And and this is, of course, the, the great, it's like, why is he praying? Who is he praying to? <laughs> what does this prayer mean here? If it is possible, he said, let this chalice pass from me. But since it was not possible, and I think I'd like to think about wh why, right? Why is it not possible? Like, why is this the only way through? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. He says calmly and decidedly to the apostle who would have rescued him from suffering, the chalice which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? 
If he was to suffer, he gave himself to suffering. He did not come to suffer as little as he could. He did not turn away his face from the suffering. He confronted it, or as I may say, he breasted it, that every particular portion of it might make its due impression on him. So, so he's, he's meditating through this saying, he wants absolute consciousness of all of it. Mm -hmm. It's like having open heart surgery without anesthetic. I, I don't actually think you could survive that. <laughs> no. But he wants to be conscious of all of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you said that, so my father was actually a heart surgeon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. like for real, um, and I, you know, in his, it, it, he described it as very mechanical, in that you know they they prep the people and put them under anesthesia, and you cut the breastbone and cage mm -hmm. them open, and the surgeon goes in and does his stitching, and they go back out and they close them up and such. But I, I the the feeling that I have is I think you feel all of that even under anesthesia. Like your body is going to have mm. that knowledge. And so even though people are asleep, they're kept, you know, kept asleep, they're yeah. still being tortured. Mm. Um, I, I, I do wonder about that as surgeons. Like, it's like the, that, I mean, dad in, in other parts of his practice was helping people who've been traumatized, right? In car wrecks or shootings or <laughs> war since he um, served in, mm. in Thailand during the Vietnam War um conflict technically it wasn't a war right we never declared uh mm. <laughs> and so that is you know people have been traumatized by accident or malice or something else like that but the the surgery is like you're you know your 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 heart is sick and you're willingly asking the doctor to do that to you to heal you mm. so it's just it was like when you said that i was like oh my gosh the the, the well the, the previous picture we have Christ on the cross in all of his sufferings, going back to Newman's meditation, he may truly be said to have suffered the whole of his passion and every moment of it. So he's got this holographic level of suffering that in every instant of Christ's suffering, he's feeling all of the suffering that he has past and present and allowing himself to do that. Um, That of course doesn't make us Christ-like necessarily when we, you know, say ask the surgeon, please, please cut me open. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm thinking of it in the sense of uh, him sharing the fullness of suffering of all of his creatures mm. without numbing it out. Um, having 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 everything all at once and feeling all of it at all at once would mean that he is uh acquainted with every single one of his creatures suffering without um without having any of it numbed
we have Casey saying his sacred heart was breaking. And I've, I've been, I, this is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting you brought the heart up because I actually have been having a lot of meditations on the sacred heart in the last mm-hmm. several months, which I find interesting because I never did. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm kind of there with not, not, not directly with Casanova and thinking the sacred heart meditations are silly because he, he he's given a choice between Mary meditations and sacred heart meditations. He goes, I'll go with the sacred heart, uh, the Mary ones, because the, the, an organ isn't special. <laughs> you know, you know, the, the sort of rejects thing that the sense of the, the physical, but, um, I keep, I, it's, it's interesting. I keep seeing the image, the icon and statues and of the heart and that I've been doing a prayer. Actually, Milo wrote the prayer, mm-hmm. um, of for, for, to the heart. So I'm struck that you came, that you mentioned that. And then that. It's a, it's excruciating to have a broken heart, mm. to actually have a really, truly broken heart. You can feel physical pain from it. They've done, I mean, in terms of like a scientific way of viewing it, they have done studies. The pain is equivalent of broken bones. Mm. People are in physical agony when they have a heart, a heartbreak. The muscle itself physically changes. You get the um, tachosubocardiomyopathy, which is this octopus-shaped arterial change. Mm-hmm. And people die from it. Uh, like uh, There's something about the heart. It's not just a muscle. Mm-hmm. There's some form of memory, some kind of weird... I'll tell you why. I don't know why I think of these things, but it's all. <laughs> so there's this, there's this lady that I know. I've known her for a very long time, and she has an elderly mother. And I, I bumped into them by accident, uh, just by a chance meeting not long ago. The elderly mother, she has dementia. She's quite gone. She comes in and out. And so I've seen them. I've seen them occasionally, but uh, I saw her the most recent uh, one, and she came back. You know, when they come back, they're wandering in this kind of fogginess. Mm. And then she came back. She she came up to my car window and she started saying something. And it was really, it was very, very beautiful moment. She started saying, she said something very, very gorgeous. And I, I'm not going to repeat it in public, mm. but her daughter, uh, who I know, uh, she said, oh, like, I can't believe she's saying And she said, it's like she recognizes you. And I said, because the heart has a memory. It's like a, it's, it's not, not just a neurological thing. So maybe it's just the way that I consider this, um, you know, like we're not, we we don't have this meditation on the sacred heart as Coptic Orthodox people, but the, the sense of the Lord taking on all of the sins of the people as he did to me has always meant that he has taken on my life because my life is my sins. Right. And in order to do that properly and fully, he must have felt everything that I have ever felt in my life, which is quite uh, (laughs) horrifying to think about it because Mm -hmm. this is one life, which is, uh, unbearable at times. It has been unbearable, as most people that are alive have had moments where there is some things that they cannot bear. And he did this for everybody at the same time. 
So numbing it the way I would reflect on this would be that he would numb parts of us out of his own soul. Um, and not feel the, the fullness of, um, of our lives and all of the sins of the people that are getting put onto him. Mm. Somehow to understand us and to process our sin, he needs to feel the heartbreak of each human life of each human heartbreak it's the best way i could describe it the other image i got when you were talking is the, the experience people would have with with heart transplants of having the other person mm. which i find you know mm. frankenstein level. i'm not really sure mm -hmm. i'm down with donors the, the the you know the the organ donors because you are actually taking pieces of the other person and putting them in you and you get your their memories yeah. and their and some, sometimes yeah. their personalities so that these yeah. the, so it's interesting so we this actually is helpful because we say you know it's it's hard to think about it's like what's the relationship between the soul and the body one seems you know completely material and physical and the other one seems mental and abstract and, and so forth mm -hmm. but we can we we know from our own experience that they don't seem that separate that 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 and and you know the one one way to go with this is oh we're just meat and we're gonna die yes that and there's nothing but then if we're just meat and we die then we're animals, we're animals. Um, mm -hmm. and yet the, the, the opposite of, but our soul is therefore, you know, we could take our soul or our mind, the transhumanists, right? We're going to take, we're going to take our something and stick it in a box or a machine or a computer or, you know, some yeah. other material substrate that will then be the same as me. And of course mm -hmm. that's, I mean, those of us who understand, you know, the, the truth of our being made in the image and likeness of God in soul and somehow body too, recognize that's not possible. Uh, human beings have to be incarnate and you know spiritual both. And and then uh, you know I think that we all are so we're still sort of struggling with the mystery of what it means for a human being like that to have also participated in the divinity. And and not simply mm -hmm. be um, you know, elevated through what, okay, so we'll go back to pull ourselves out of this for the moment and go back to Gerard with the, the scapegoating, saying that one of the features of the, the scapegoating process mythologically seems to be that these individuals who are murdered as Christ is being murdered in this um, story, in this event, um, are then after they're dead and the, the, the community comes back to peace because of the mimetic rivalries have gone away for the moment mm. they see the, the 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 death of the person as bringing peace and therefore the they're remembered as as gods and and I, i'm never quite sure where gerard's going to go with that because you're going to say well then what's the divinity is it our collective experience i don't think he means that um 
but his, his sort of straight anthropological mytho mythological reading kind of feels like it can go there. And you say, okay, so what mm. is, I, I, I do think we're still going to continue to be struggling with what is, what is Christ's divinity in this? We've, we've got it that this mental level that he has the capacity to turn on and off particular experiences at will, as it were. Um, mm -hmm. But there's also something that, why is it different from the soul? What is his divinity that's different from the soul? I confess I'm not quite sure <laughs> how to, how to, to, I'd say we have um, uh, Manuel thinking about um, the blood left on the Shroud of Turin shows evidence of se severe trauma. Right, so the, 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 the trauma is, is carried in the physical. It, it, it's it's, it's hmm. not, um, so the memory in our physical experience as well yeah so it's i mean it's it's, it's interesting it gets it makes sense and gets easier to describe the body soul relationship and then still becomes difficult to describe the human divine relationship mm. well that's the that's been the controversy for coptic orthodox christians since the beginning of the split with the eos was how we described that relationship between the body, the, 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 how we described the relationship between Christ as man and Christ as God and the entire argument over the hypostasis, the divine hypostasis, and how we just um, refused stubbornly or not to use a particular formula that other people were using and stick to our own formula and then this 1,500-year argument over a formula. But if you talk to Copts, then you'll see that they're not really interested in describing it as a formula as such. Mm -hmm. I think this is probably why I had the image of the, the heart trauma, because for us the incarnation is a mystery but also the way that we describe the incarnation is that we no longer make a distinction between god and man in christ so we're avoiding everything that could make the distinction mm. and cutting his humanity and his divinity into pieces we don't want to dissect him we want to keep him uh in the way we describe him we want to keep him as himself, the incarnate son of God. So always God incarnate. And so it's probably not, it's probably still not very helpful to explain it, but as we think of it, we're never separating the divinity and the humanity. We're not, we're, this is why we got in trouble. We're actively trying to do it. We don't want to because <laughs> the, that that's been our that's been our our uh, controversial insistence that we we refuse to separate them and and even talk about two persons because uh, for us the incarnation was the complete unification, the complete oneness of God and man in Christ. Mm. So whatever he goes through the divinity goes through and humanity goes through at the same time that's the what the ethiopians refer to as tawahedo that's oneness and after this 
events, the incarnation, the oneness of God and man is forever in Christ. So there's a little bit of a theological history, but it affects how we see the crucifixion. It affects how we see the experience of Christ and taking on all of our sinful nature and what it meant for him to endure the betrayal and endure the arrest and endure everything. And probably now that we're talking about it, the reflection on his experience in time instead of as an animal, like with, oh, this is only happening now, but that what has happened, what is happening now, what will happen all time. It's sort of this, dream time of suffering uh, he enters into the complete the, a, a state of being completely uh, saturated with all of mankind's fallen nature and all of the sin all of the pain associated with it all of the heartbreak associated with it everything all at once it's interesting you say dream time because one of the things I'm talking about the students in Tolkien is this um, experiment in time that um, Dunn did, D-U-N-N-E did, <laughs> of dreaming and expanding his attention so that he could see a, like a wider field of the time flow. It works when you're in trying to, you know, come in and out of Lothlorien. It's harder to describe as Dunn, Dunn, <laughs> Dunn tried to describe it as actually like experiments and dreaming and, you know, getting prophecies and stuff like that and did diagrams and stuff. And you're sort of saying, um, I, I get what you're describing of a, of a, a you know, it's sort of practice of, uh, you know, relative perspective and things like that. Um, but so when you were talking about, you know, Christ, Christ in dream time as the expanded attention, actually works in that description oh well, that's good yeah yeah it, 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 it. well it's because he... so when i was thinking it's like so here's the big question who's he praying to and mm. we say we're we're in the garden we're praying if it be possible let this chalice pass from me and we have um newman reflecting recollect that our blessed lord um was in this respect different from us that though he was perfect man, yet there was a power in him greater than his soul, which ruled his soul, for he was God. The soul of other men is subject to his own wishes, subject to its own wishes, feelings, impulses, passions. His soul was subjected simply to his eternal and divine personality. Um, so that he's he's actually able to um, will all of the things that are mm. that are um, affecting him. So that if he if he chooses mm -hmm. to fear, if he fears he has chosen to fear. He opened upon himself voluntarily the impulse by which he was moved. So that if he can feel anything, it's because he's allowed himself to. It's like, unfortunately, this sounds a little bit like well, my stoic problem. That's <laughs> right. It's like, are you, are you, is it just simply in so in control of his emotions that he can say, I feel this now and I don't feel this now. It, that's not, that's not what Newman is saying, but the, mm -hmm. um, what can you say more about your um uh theology's understanding of like who is he praying to when he's in this oneness in the in the moment 
Mm. I mean, some part of me is saying you talk to yourself all the time. Why is that a problem? <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah. sort of, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this is, I've never tried to do this before, so it's mm. just, um, be patient with me, please. <laughs> I, um, okay. So, he is the icon of the unseeable God. He, he, he is uh, the only image that we have to see the Father who's never been seen before. The eye, uh, the human eye cannot see the Father. It cannot see the eternal uh, God the Father. Only in Christ do we see him. So the best way I would meditate on this would be that the icon, which is Christ, the living icon, man, the God-man, is then allowing the entry of the human condition, the, the, the fallen race that we are, into his icon. That would be the best way of that I would be able to think of this as a as a cult. And it's really difficult to try and explain this without uh we took what is perfect and pierced it and mutilated it. And part of that is he allowed that to happen physically. So he allowed the Roman soldiers to pierce him. He allowed everybody to mock him. He allowed everybody to put the crown of thorns on his head. Then if we move back into Gethsemane, he's doing the same thing. He's allowing his icon to receive the fullness of human sin. This changes him because the crucifixion has changed him because now forever he has the mark on the mm. hands. He has the, he has the hands. He asked Thomas to touch them and to put his fingers in his side. So he's forever changed by the crucifixion. So the best way I, I would meditate on this is the, the icon of the eternal God in the Gethsemane begins to be crucified in his soul by taking on the sin of the human race and beginning to absorb all of the fullness of the agony that we experience being fallen. And that's the beginning of his icon being crucified and that's probably the best way I could describe it. I mean, I'm I'm starting to get, I mean, thanks to our Gerard meditations, but also Newman. I read, Zay did this one last year and I, I, I read it last year and was overwhelmed. Um, and it, it explained to me, I think for the first time, it, what it means for Christ to take, to t literally take on all the sins so that he can carry them through into the passion. Um, <clears throat> some, some of this has come up when we've been talking, 
I feel like we've said this before on the stream, but we keep repeating. We'll have to keep repeating things. But um, that, that that when we're we're looking at the, what our, our there is a Christ figure in our Draco Alchemicus surprise, um, and <laughs> that that how do we show him taking on all the sins? Right? How do you show him seeing see seeing everything that we see as you were describing? Right? It's like he 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 is. The, not just the lens through which we see God, but he sees through us all that we see. Mm-hmm. And that seeing all that we see is the way that he takes on everything that we've done in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and so we say he judges us, but it's also we he is carrying all of it. This this meditation between judge, judgment and mercy, and it's both, right? He's summoned out judgment and mercy are both in mm-hmm. Christ. Um. Well, the way I was describing it when we were talking about how to explain this in Draco Alchemicus was that uh, in order to show how he can righteously judge us is was how I was trying to um, how for me I could describe that he has actually lived my life through the process of the crucifixion Mm. because it links also to the repentance because if i um it's really difficult to talk about this that we we baptized into his death and resurrection so he already there in that in, in the sacrament of baptism, we're already admitting that we're taking on his death and resurrection as though he, acknowledging that he has taken on our life. And um, transformed it through his death, his crucifixion. So that's the that's the that's the doorway for us and we repeat this when we're going through the process of confession confession and when we have the metanoia and we have the repentance but the repentance for for me it only makes sense if i understand that what i have done actually i have done to him right because if I haven't done it to him, then there's nothing to repent for to him. I don't know if this that, is No, that makes that's like a very when we way sin, of explaining it. The, but... When we sin, we wound him. And and that yeah. is yeah. I mean what I it's interesting because it, it, it's it's a straight forward familiar medieval meditation of Christ carrying our sins all of there is no I mean it's like we, we say in, in in Galatians there is no neither Jew nor Greek slave nor free male nor female if we are all one in Christ Jesus but the oneness is in his to his baptism and into his death mm-hmm. and the there was a really lovely comment on our one of our previous um videos literature bear um talking about how the these meditations have helped her see that indeed as you were saying when we when we we witness the passion it's all of us crucifying him i mean there is no and and saying you know with the one exception in the tradition that his mother doesn't (laughs) but um (laughs) 
that that yes. but that's you know that's sort of this one problem that absolutely everybody else is there crucifying him the elite the mob the the jews the gentiles the the romans the the you know the visitors to the t- it's all of them collectively participate in his his execution which is what gerard was trying to show saying it's like the entire group turns on him and rejects him and that that absolute utter rejection is what means his carrying of the sins right he becomes the scapegoat and carries everything and the 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 community puts all of their sins onto him and in our meditation in the christian meditation scene and he knows it (laughs) that 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 is all um, willingly taken on Hmm. well this is why he told mary magdalene uh you know like he let her go when she cracked her oil Hmm. over his uh over his body and judas was complaining and uh he said she does this for my burial so she was very conscious of it Hmm. she was very conscious um everyone participates not everybody is conscious of their own role and and how they've um that 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 we what we're trying in the what we're trying to get to is our consciousness of our participation in this murder that's it right mm-hmm. that's what this meditation is yeah. about and until you are one is right until until we get to that point then we're casting blame on everybody else constantly it's 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 not me it's th- they did they did this to me i want vengeance i want you know reparations i want to you know take yeah. this out on on somebody else and until we as christians and that's why we call ourselves christians because we've hopefully turned ourselves around and been able to see this until we can recognize that we're doing this to god mm-hmm. we can't see it and and that this is why for this one i want to get you to the like big climax of these meditations because then you'll really get it right um but the the newman is trying to get you in you viewers into this moment where you recognize you i you all of us we did this and christ carried it Mm -hmm. because one sin is to him well, there's a bit, there's an image. So we have we have here at the, at this point Newman thinking about um, this Christ's um, passion as sacrifice. He took body in order that he might suffer. He became man that he might suffer as man. And when his hour was come, that hour of Satan and of darkness, the hour when sin was to pour its full malignity on him, it followed that he offered himself wholly, a holocaust, a whole burnt offering. As the whole of his body stretched out upon the cross, so the whole of his soul, his whole advertence, his whole consciousness, a mind awake, a sense acute, a living cooperation, a present absolute intention, not a virtual permission, not a heartless submission. This he did to pre- 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 this did he present to his tormentors. His passion was an action. He lived most energetically while he lay languishing, fainting, and dying. Nor did he die except by an act of will. For he bowed his head in command as well as in resignation and said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. He gave the word. He surrendered his soul. He did not lose it. Um, so that, in fact, his pain as God is 
measured by this um it's like realizing it and willing it to happen and and then therefore it's total And we get that he gets the Newman gets to the point in the meditation saying this is in seeing him suffer in this way is when people in the story start recognizing that he's he's in fact God, the centurion, mm. um, this calm and self possession that we see in all of these different interactions he has at the end, uh, but that that um, openness to taking it all on is the the. essence of that sacrifice i mean i think and that's again gerard has been helping us saying this taking the the how the scapegoat takes on the sins i mean that still is the mystery right why does that work <laughs> there's there's you know just as there's long arguments in christian theology over exactly how to describe the father and the son in relationship there's long meditations mm. and arguments in christian theology on exactly how this happens right what's atonement what's redemption how does this crucifixion, I mean, people, that's what people mock to say, well, that's ridiculous. Why would mm -hmm. his dying do anything for you? Right. Is it, and, 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 and mm. this is the, 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 the sort of meditations or the accusations that people make of, you know, was the father demanding the son suffer in this way? Um, and it's, you know, he, he's, he's, it's the sacrifice because this, this suffering happens and that takes away our suffering, our debt. And this is, and some of Canterbury ends up with a very, um, monetary understanding, or it's actually like feudal of honor, too. It's like you need that. That mm -hmm. um, okay, this is the Anselmian um, puzzle that our sins are so great that there's no way we can repay God the debt that we um, owe from stealing what was His, which is you know meant to be our um, relationship to Him. Right? We steal ourselves. And we weren't ours to have, and therefore we've stolen from God through our sin, and so we can't pay it back. Um, so an angel or you know uh, some other being might be able to, to to make the debt good, but it wouldn't have any effect on our humanity. So this is Anselm's no. reasoning through: it has to be a God man because only a God, only God can pay the debt to God, and only a man owes it. So we need the incarnation because it, it and so tried to make that all sound logical. <laughs> and it, it that it, yeah, for, for a long yeah. time, people, you know, used. Sounds very much like ab abacus kind yeah. of maths, you know, you know it's, it's, like, move it around a little bit and then it's equal. And it, it's sort of satisfying, but not really. Um, because yeah. it can, you know, can make sense of, well, yes, we owe God, but the, the debt pain Sometimes it works in my meditations, and sometimes I'm with everybody else and say, "No, that that atonement theory, that sacri you know, substitutionary atonement kind of thing, just doesn't go doesn't fly. That does, that does, I don't that doesn't seem to me to be what redemption means. But in fact, redemption is that, right? It's the payment. Like you're redeemed when you are a slave, and someone pays for your release. Mm -hmm. And so Christ is somehow through this suffering redeeming us that is in the in the scriptures of the language saving us from our slavery which is our slavery to sin how does that actually how is that actually accomplished taking us into the grave with him I 
I keep thinking of I think I I keep thinking of Magdalene in the garden mm. and the tomb, the empty tomb. Cause she anointed him for his burial, knowing that that was what was happening. She was the only one who did it, and it seems to me that she was very conscious of her role in his death, knowing that he was going to his death. on her behalf, but also that our, our dead life, you know, that undead life needs uh, has to be uh, brought out of the oblivion of death. Like we have no, we have no resurrection without this. There's no possibility of resurrection without mm. this. It's just death. Because sin is death. It's a. There might be a time delay on it, but there's some. It's a, just an inevitable thing. You sin, you die. Original warning <laughs> to man: you sin, you die. So we're all dead, even if we don't know it. But. Uh, how how are we going to be brought out of the tomb of that experience as um, as human beings? So Christ is heaped with it. He scapegoated with it mm. all. Takes it into his tomb with him. He is buried with the entire uh, mm. the entirety of this. Uh, death of the human race his tomb is our tomb at the same time because he's not just a man he's god he takes it all everything at once i think so I, I i i i think i understand what you're saying um but i'm also thinking about how it, it, we say as christians you have to have faith that this is true um, and and mm. the, the 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 sense of having faith. Again, I've I've sort of thinking I have it. I don't know why I have it. It's just there. <laughs> um, and then you wrestle with understanding. It's like I'm Ans I like Anselm, right? Mm. Faith seeking understanding. Um, that mm. the 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 problem for Christians is constantly having to turn and see ourselves in this. That you, as you say, mm. it's like hearing yourself in the crowd at the Passion, and that. It, it he redeems us in so far as we are able and you know with grace assisting and things like that that moment of turn to see that that's what's going on to be able to see hmm. that, that faith is the seeing and that the seeing is we did this and so again Newman's trying to show us this and that he he um, you know trying to understand what it is that he had to bear. And he says, now my brethren, what was it he had to bear when he thus opened upon his soul, the torrent of this predestined pain? Alas, he had to bear what is well known to us, what is familiar to us, but what to him was woe unutterable. He had to bear that, which is so easy a thing to us, so natural, so welcome that we cannot conceive of it as it has a great endurance, but which to him had the scent and the poison of death. He had to bear, my dear brethren, to bear the weight of sin. He had to bear your sins. 
He had to bear the sins of the world. I mean, saying, you know, thinking what sin is, it's rebellion against God. It's the traitor's act. It's the mortal enemy of the all holy. And that in this moment, it's like in the, in the prayer in the garden, as Newman is meditating on this, this is the moment at which Christ, who has never sinned, has never turned from God, mm. has never, is about to. Right. And, and that that could, as I'm thinking about just right, that could, you know, the, the, the problem of the prayer and the separation from the father, that is the great sin. Right. This turning. And the only way that he can take on all of our sins is to take that primary one, which is not being wholly attentive to to God. I mean, it's like, what what's the mm -hmm. what is that that he, he says? OK, so I'm going through. There's this great. It's like we're getting into the sin now, and it's like branches and horror grasping at Christ. Um, that he's submitted it, he's submitted himself to all of this. Here, observe my brethren that when once Almighty Love, by taking flesh, entered this created system and submitted himself to its laws, then forthwith this antagonist of good and truth, taking advantage of the opportunity, flew at that flesh which he had taken and fixed on it, and was its death. The envy of the Pharisees, the mm. treachery of Judas, and the madness of the people were but the instrument or the expression of the enmity which sin felt towards eternal purity as soon as, in infinite mercy towards men, he put himself within its reach. Sin could not touch his divine majesty, but it could assail him in that way in which he allowed himself to be assailed, that is, through the medium of his humanity. And in the issue and the death of God incarnate, you are but taught, my brethren, what sin is in itself. And what it was, which was then falling in its hour and its strength upon his human nature, when he allowed that nature to be so filled with horror and dismay at the very anticipation. This is this is the point where the meditation and the, and the images were starting to really get. It's like, aha, <laughs> that Christ is about to, it's like, I mean, he's going to the horror movie and about to yeah. allow himself to be touched by what sin actually is um and the, mm -hmm. and this the sense of like it's totally normal to us it, we we are so immersed in it we're so clouded and surrounded and 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 constantly present it's like the noise the 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 freeway noise that you ne don't hear anymore yeah, yeah? It's, it's the sin is is everything that's constantly around us that we're so not even aware of it and christ is about to allow himself into that it's like he was logging onto the internet ah! for the first time it's very good <laughs> yeah 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 like trying to explain it it's like trying to explain to somebody who's never been on the internet before what's it like on the internet oh there's some nice stuff there's some pretty not nice stuff too oh yeah. okay and then it's not until you've actually been online everywhere in all the places of the of the of the internet like god had to go there he had to go into everything all of it that yes since the beginning to the end yeah every 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 site every chat room all of the files <laughs> all of the folders oh my gosh. all of the servers isn't it it's horrifying because yeah. it's like things can seem so 
like we Disneyfy our own sin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like ah, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. But then there's some things you can't Disneyfy. Even for us, even when we go, Ugh, that's like now we're really in the funfair of evil. Mm-hmm. But he he went into the whole thing. Yeah, logged on for the first time. That. And this is yeah. that he. Um, I mean, the in this image, it's it's really you need to everybody go and look, blow up the image and and look at it. Here, this is what's happening in the bottom panel in this one. There, then, in that most awful hour, knelt the savior of the world, putting off the defenses of his divinity, dismissing his reluctant angels, who in myriads were ready at his call and opening his arms, burying his breast, sinless as he was, to the assault of his foe, of a foe whose breath was a pestilence and whose embrace was an agony. There he knelt, motionless and still, while the vile and horrible fiend clad his spirit in a robe steeped in all that is hateful and heinous in human crime, which clung close round his heart and filled his conscience and found its way into every sense and pore of his mind and spread over him a moral leprosy till he almost felt himself to be that which he never could be and which his foe would fain have made him. Oh, the horror. When he looked and did not know himself and felt as a foul and loathsome sinner from his vivid perception of that mass of corruption which poured over his head and ran down even to the skirts of his garments. Oh, the distraction when he found his eyes and hands and feet and lips and heart as if the members of the evil one and not of God. Are these the hands of the Immaculate Lamb of God, once innocent, but now red with 10,000 barbarous deeds of blood? Are these his lips, not uttering prayer and praise and holy blessings, but as if defiled with oaths and blasphemies and doctrines of devils, or his eyes, profaned as they are by all the evil visions and idolatrous fascinations for which men have abandoned their adorable creator, and his ears, they ring with sounds of revelry and of strife, and his heart is frozen with avarice and cruelty and unbelief, and his very memory is laden with every sin which has been committed since the fall in all regions of the earth, which the pride of the old giants and the lust of the five cities, the obduracy of Egypt and the ambition of Babel and the unthankfulness and scorn of Israel. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that one really nailed it for me. And this panel where Zay is showing, it's like, this is... Christ taking on our sin, how he is sin. He is carrying all of this. And and that, that sense of like looking that you're seeing his hands covered in blood, having his eyes filled with idolatrous images, having his ears filled with blasphemies, having his heart all of that is us when we are sinning. And here he is. Oh, he took on our sins. And and you think it's like, you know, sort of a, a parcel carrier or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, he got FedEx, he got, FedEx service. He great, picked yeah. him up and took him off. You know, he's carrying away our garbage, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Christ, the garbage man, yeah. rather than Christ becomes the garbage that we are. Mm. Yeah, it's a the the full uh, surround sound horror of empire but also every individual in it 
Because if the empire is founded on collective murder, mm. then the collective is murderous. The collective itself, it's like the the city reflects the people that are that are in the city. That the people are the city. He takes on Babylon, takes on Rome, takes on Egypt, and then takes on Israel, which would have been the most painful. Because mm -hmm. Israel was his own. His own people sleeping in the garden, unaware of what was going on. Oh, who does not know the misery of a haunting thought which comes again and again in spite of rejection to annoy if it cannot seduce, or of some odious and sickening imagination in no sense one's own, but forced upon the mind from without, or of evil knowledge gained with or without a man's fault, but which he would give a great price to be rid of at once and forever. And adversaries such as these gather round thee, blessed Lord, in millions now. They come in troops more numerous than the locust or the palmer worm, with the plagues of hail and flies and frogs which are sent against Pharaoh, of the living and of the dead, as the of yet unborn, of the lost, of the saved, of thy people and of strangers, of sinners and saints, all sins are there. Thy dearest are there, thy saints and thy chosen are upon thee, thy three apostles, Peter, James, and John but not as comforters, but as accusers, like the friends of Job, mm. sprinkling dust towards heaven and heaping curses on my head. All are there but one. One only is not there. One only, for she who had no part in sin, she could only console thee, and therefore she is not nigh. She will be near thee on the cross. She is separated from thee in the garden. She has been thy companion and thy confidant through thy life. She has interchanged with thee the pure thoughts and holy meditations of thirty years. But her virgin ear may not take in, nor her, may her immaculate heart conceive what is now in vision before thee. <clears throat> Which actually does answer the problem of the Protestants Act about how she's not our savior, right? <laughs> that yeah. he's taking all of this on. She's not. So yes, he did it. The, the redemption which is, he is, yes. he is surrounded by millions and it's like the, the Again, say here he now has the the demons and the and the the laughing crowd and the you know the, the, so in this you know when Gerard's imagining the scapegoat, we are seeing what it is to be the scapegoat from within Christ's experience. We're trying to see mm -hmm. through his eyes now what he sees when he looks at us. The world is a vampire. Yeah. He saw the world out for his blood. Every single person. Every single one. Some of us still have the fangs, but there's no exception. Everyone everyone uh all human civilization has grown up from this murderous impulse it's it's a it's human nature and he had to see us all participate in it.
I'm just horrifying. <laughs> I mean, I think this this the um the saints get to the point where they feel this all the time that you are in in, in Christ and the thought of we we it's like the thought of turning from God, the thought of wounding him again with a sin becomes disgusting mm-hmm. that, that you are um i mean that we, we we pray to be so protected right and and to be able to come to this place but it only comes through these meditations on in fact what sin is mm-hmm. the 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 filthiness mm-hmm. of I, it, and it's sort of the oh yes i'm not a murderer right but it, the the petty collective groveling coveting stuff spirals up into this right always and and i so i've been you know thinking it was like we've just been reading on the contemplations on the tree of woe how the petrodollar is crashing and therefore hey here we are right and the you know every single time we're trying to blame somebody else for the situation yes certainly there are people out there that are absolutely taking advantage of other people's sins that doesn't make you not a Mm. sinner (laughs) it's like the the you know oh it's all you know the loans and the the um porn and the i mean porn well it is the porn it's comfort and ease and escape and such like that you paid those you know you borrowed that money if you're caught up in those loans Mm -hmm. so that we are collectively all in this and this is that what Mm -hmm. um Newman is trying to show us and Zay is illustrating for us none was equal to the weight but God so it's all not Mary is not the savior because she's not carrying all of this only Christ is she She couldn't couldn't. there's zero way that she could carry all this she prays in the medieval meditations to share with him his suffering and you know they're late medieval meditations of the Stabat Mater right the mother standing beside the cross and begging to die with him but he's the only one who can bear this He's, he's the only redeemer because he's the only one carrying this. None was equal to the weight but God. Sometimes before thy saints, thou hast brought the image of a single sin as it appears in the light of thy countenance or a venial sense, not mortal. And they have told us that the sight of the sin did all but kill them. Nay, would have killed them had it not been instantly withdrawn. Um, this is the image on the top of the panel where that's one sin. <laughs> one even the tiniest little one where you are being nasty for no reason and coveting and envious and one, right? The mother of God for all her sanctity, nay, by reason of it, could not have borne even one brood of that innumerable progeny of Satan, which now compasses thee about. It is the long history of a world and God alone can bear the load of it. Hopes blighted, vows broken, lights quenched, warnings scorched, opportunities lost, the innocent betrayed, the young hardened, the penitent relapsing, the just overcome, the aged failing, the sophistry of misbelief, the willfulness of passion, the obduracy of pride, the tyranny of habit, the canker of remorse, the wasting fever of care, the anguish of shame, the pining of disappointment, the sickness of despair, such cruel, such pitiable spectacles, such heart-rending, revolting, detestable, maddening scenes, Nay, the haggard faces, the convulsed lips, the flushed cheek, the dark brow, the willing slaves of evil, they are all before him now. They are upon him and in him. They are with him instead of that ineffable peace which has inhabited his soul since the moment of his conception, 
They are upon him. They are all but his own. He cries to his father as if he were the criminal, not the victim. His agony takes the form of guilt and compunction. He is doing penance. He is making confession. He is exercising contrition with a reality and a virtue infinitely greater than that of all saints and penitents together. For he is the one victim for us all, the sole satisfaction, the real penitent, all but the real sinner. The one who shows us what it is to have the repentance. Hmm. Yeah. This is why he has to be God. This is why it's so important that he is God. He's not uh, anything less than who he is. I am that I am, because without our, without the God of Israel being the one to take on all of this, we don't have infinite access to infinite grace. It's through the cross that we get the grace. And it's infinite because where sin abounds, grace abounds more with the repentance without Christ being God crucified his holy flesh, his divine and human oneness being killed for us, we don't have access to infinite grace. That's why it's so important when people are talking about who did he pray in the who did he pray to in the garden? Ah, oh, it's not really God, he's talking to God, he's not God. He is the icon through which we access the infinite and without him being fully God, we don't access infinite grace. We're stuck in the coffins of being human and the only place for us is in the tombs. The only place for us is in the cemeteries, the tombs, wandering tombs, or not even wandering them. That would be an upgrade. You know, like that possessed guy that we were talking about mm -hmm. last week. That's an upgrade. <laughs> At least he's alive. <laughs> but that's it. That's all we've got to look forward to is possession and wandering the cemeteries mm. and then eventually joining the rest of them in the in the in the earth. Under the stones. So like my Abuna explained this to me, you know, we have access to infinite energy. We have access to the infinite ankh, you know, the ankh symbol that the ancient Egyptians had. It's life. Mm. And it became a Christian symbol because Christ takes on uh, takes on everything. And for us, it was a natural way of explaining where now are we going to get our ankh? We get it from the we get it from the Lord because of this experience. Because this is the beginning of um, this is the beginning of the of the new life. And without the cross, we don't get infinite grace. We don't have the ankh without it. He has to be God. There's no way of minimizing it. Only God could take it on. I think I'm, I'm still stuck in the, the what it means to recognize sin. <laughs> um, 
And that that, I mean, this is why we do this meditation for ourselves to say, what does it, what does sin look like? What does he carry for us? And as you were talking, mm-hmm. I was thinking about you know, like this is the creator, our creator in, 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 you know, sort of his love for us taking in, you know, recognizing everything that we have, we are, um, in turning away from him, looking at us, turning away from him and that our ability to see that he did that for us. I, I, again, I'm, I'm still stuck on mechanisms. I'm afraid trying to say something comes to me when I, when I have this meditation, recognize if we can understand what sin is, then we know what it is that um, we are redeemed from, and that redemption from is is so critical. It's like people. It's like what is he saving us from? Well, he's saving us from being drowned in this horror. Mm. And then I sort of the how does it, how does it save? It's it the well okay so we're we're here to he's he you know. Th- Standing up from this prayer, he's bleeding already. Um, and the, the sort of meditation, this, he has these bloody footprints already. That his passion has already mm-hmm. begun because it's taken on all of this in his soul. And certainly, when even if we're not physically imitating him in the passion, in keeping vigil with him and praying with him in this this remembrance, this meditation, we are. I, I still think it for me it's still trying to grasp what sin is, right? How huge it is. Because it's only when you can do that that you can say or to, to you know, to repent. Um Well, in the in the in this kind of meditation, like the the Gerardian meditation, so we've been talking about, you know, how civilization relies on the collective murder, etc. Right. It's like the sin is a, any mechanism which contributes to a collective murder. Yes, because we don't necessarily have to have been the ones to do the killing, but the mechanism is there. The beginning of like that domino effect right like coveting envy these things so it's our actions that lead to the collective murder whatever that might be at the time because we make up the city we make up the civilization right mm. Which, which for me gets us to the place where why a Christian response is not the Stoic response. You're not simply not getting angry, right? So the, oh, you know, turn the other cheek mm-hmm. or you should be calm or something like that. And if you're, the, the, the being Christ- <laughs> I failed that already. <laughs> the being Christ-like in this recognition of our sinfulness, which is what Christ is doing in this minute. It's like he's taking on our sin. You're recognizing your participation in that spiraling. Yeah. And yeah. to be able to turn the other cheek and not contribute to it, it's it's not not getting angry. It's it's not feeding the rivalry, the 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 mimetic spiral mm-hmm. that c- contributes yet again to the collective murder. Yeah, um, it's like adding compound interest right. onto it. It's like no, I'm not gonna, I'm not charging interest on this, whatever it is. Just 
cut right. cut the mechanism and that we have to be constantly have to and this is I, I am starting to have better meditations than I have ever in my life I've got got the meditation on his heart right so getting close getting better <laughs> um then going back and meditating properly on his teaching because he is giving us instruction in all this in the sermons and you know it's like that there's certain ones that the be perfect right that I've always I, I, I like the way Robert Powell mm -hmm. said that in Zeffirelli's movie so you know or television one so I've always I want to be perfect right but the Things like, how do you, in a situation, live out the examples of how he dealt with not letting those rivalries spin up? Because the the, the people in the stories yeah. are always trying to bait him into creating another one of those. And he's, he's hmm. able, yeah. <laughs> he's able to find yeah. ways so that it doesn't do that. Right. So it's not actually it's it's not just not getting angry or not responding. It's understanding how not to contribute to the spiral. Mm. Yeah, he judos the energy of the of the, the mechanism. Always. Right. The crowd surrounding the woman with stones. Right. He completely judos it. It's gone. That <sighs> that that mechanism that was about to result in a murder disappears. Exactly. Exactly. It's gone. Yeah. And that, that it's like he who is, who is not without, who is without sin casts the first stone. You say, aha, right? That moment when you recognize you are all actually trying to throw your sin onto this victim that you have decided deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is potentially why it's very difficult for people to, uh, consider how he fulfills the old law as well mm. he's the master of the law right so the law could not stop us from participating in this mechanism it didn't we had scapegoat we right. had a um institutionalized scapegoating mechanism it was like the approved scapegoating mechanism which foreshadows christ as our scapegoat but the law didn't save us from the mechanism at all it couldn't christ is the master of the law master rabbi of the law interprets it in a way that stops the mechanism stops us from participating in it stops us from scapegoating stops us from participating in the collective murder his civilization then becomes completely different his kingdom his civilization is different to the one that we are uh born into right we have to have him to interpret the law. Otherwise, we are bound to the scapegoating mechanisms. Right. We cannot escape them without our rabbi to teach us how to escape them. Which is why the love your enemies is so important. <laughs> we, we are all enemies mm. of Christ in this meditation because we've all turned away from him. We've all sinned. We've all, going back to the panel where you know he's recognizing himself in all of this, we are all his enemy in that, in this moment. And he loves us. Mm. And then showing us what that means that you are not allowing the spiraling to keep going. Mm. Yeah, that's probably, a, that's probably a good way of like revising what we were saying in the beginning when I said, you know, it's like you've got this zombie that you're carrying around mm -hmm. with you. But the human nature, it's like, 
this carnal man, this carnal nature, it wants to participate in the mechanism. And, you know, I've had right. something recently where something came up. It's like, I'm getting baited into it again. I can feel it mm -hmm. too, how easy it is. Feed it, how easy it is to be self-justified. And then it will escalate. And I can, if I'm thinking about it now as we're talking, I, I can, I can feel how, what I would describe now, hopefully for people to understand is that, that vampiric bloodlust to keep the mechanism going. Mm -hmm. So I have to fight my own nature. I have to fight my own nature and say, no, I will not participate in it. And there's only one way of doing that. And that's asking Christ for the grace to understand how to roll it, how to judo it, how to change the mechanism in the situation that you're in. That's why you need the rabbi. That's why we need the rabbi. I can't interpret the law in a way that will allow me to remove myself from scapegoating. Right. Only he can show me the way. Otherwise that just in that every keeps, situation. That keeps re restarting always. And we've seen it. We see it. Well, my fangs, yeah, yeah. yeah my, my fangs detract. It's a, it, like I, I, it's a real thing. Uh, you want blood, you want self-justification, you want whatever it is at mm -hmm. the time. And it's, 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 it's reflexive, you know, it's not even a conscious thing. It's just, ah, okay. That happened. The, the undead <laughs> is, <laughs> is operating and then you've got to fight it you've got to fight it so yeah the the only way is by being shown in any given moment by your rabbi how to cut mm -hmm. it otherwise you just you feed it there's no formula that's why i right uh I say like, you know, as cops, we're not very interested in the formulaic thing and we got in trouble because we're not interested in the formulaic thing. I don't see these things as like abacus rules, which is why my approach to the faith has been like, oh, I don't know about this, that, or the other thing. Like I'm not reading councils or whatever in the beginning. It was just like, okay, what are we doing today? Okay, we're in liturgy. Mm -hmm. What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Abuna is saying this now. Okay, you know, it was like, we're here now. What are we doing? Because uh, the problems that I'm getting in my life are not formulaic problems. It's like, you know, the demons kind of like making all of these really custom made situations to keep this mechanism going. <laughs> I, go, I can't solve this. <laughs> I can't solve this one with a formula. You know, you get it mm -hmm. too, right? You get these situations, obviously. You get, you get. <laughs> You get into these situations where you see who came up with this it's just this odd like <laughs> far out yeah so think how can i undo this how can i not participate in this when someone is dangling like little <clears throat> right vial of blood yeah you go you can go off and You'll participate in this. 
and then yeah it's just it's impossible it's impossible without the rabbi it's impossible the 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 the, the scapegoating we're stuck in it by nature which is very much our fall having desired to be like gods mm -hmm. and to be yeah yes well we have we, it have, is. we have a prayer at the end um that they didn't actually include in this text so i think this is this is our prayer for ending our meditation when jesus asking him why couldn't you stay with me even for an hour mm -hmm. oh heart of jesus all love i offer thee these humble prayers for myself and for all those who unite themselves with me in spirit to adore thee O holiest heart of jesus most lovely I intend to renew and to offer to thee these acts of adoration and these prayers for myself, a wretched sinner, and for all those who are associated with me in thy adoration through all moments while I breathe, even to the end of my life. I recommend to thee, O my Jesus, Holy Church, thy dear spouse and our true mother, all just souls and all poor sinners, the afflicted, the dying, and all mankind. Let not thy blood be shed for them in vain. Finally deign to apply it in relief of the holes of the souls in purgatory, of those in particular who practiced in the course of their life this holy devotion of adoring thee. Amen. So that's our meditation tonight. <laughs> Thanks for everyone sticking with us. Oh everybody left. There's only there's only Casey left. Why did they all leave? Everyone else fell asleep. Everyone else fell asleep. <laughs> Where did you all go? We're bending on time. We, even, even with Jesus. Casey says he chose to become one of us. And so he also chose to feel our fear. I think she said that a while ago. <laughs> and I do think she's the only one left. She won. <laughs> she, she's our mom tonight. And she stuck with us. Yeah. Stuck with us for the prayer. Yeah. Well, okay, so I'm looking forward to the next several days of reflection and prayer, and um, we very much appreciate everyone's prayers. <laughs> the three of you sort of left <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. as as we go through the the triduum and um, the passion and the hope of our redemption. And we'll be praying for you that you do it next week. It, it's it's I mean it's interesting. It's real and it's not real, right? What time? What time is real? in in these commemorations I, I wouldn't it be nice if we were all having in synchro synchronicity our liturgies but maybe it's better that they keep we spread them out so that they re reverberate <laughs> in time <laughs> we need a we lot of liturgy an, we put an echo the world it. needs a lot of liturgy so yeah double doubling it up is not necessarily a bad thing <laughs> no no I like it. I like I, I like double deep. Okay. Okay. So we'll have a, we'll have a double a double scoop of liturgy, which is is a is a good yes. meditation. Okay. Well, good night, the three of us. And <laughs> um, I can't you can't say Happy Easter yet because it hasn't happened yet. Um, blessed Holy Week. Thank mm. you for joining us. <laughs>